This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is another Astros podcast. AJ, got a couple guys floating in town with the Boston Red Sox you're very familiar with. Alex Cora, their manager, who was your bench coach last year, and Craig Bjornsson bullpen coach for the uh, Boston Red Sox. It's going to be great to see them. The World Series rings presented to them before the ball game. What did you miss? Not, not so much miss, but what did they bring to the table last year? Well, they were they were a big part of our culture, um, just with the different job descriptions that they had. Alex Cora in his first year as a bench coach was learning on the fly, had great player relations, um, and really grew as the, as the season went on into the World Series and, and where um, you know our relationship grew. And as he was, as he was looking at uh, a ton of managerial interviews. We became close to, um, you know, just as he as he was navigating all that was on his plate. Craig Bjornsson, who's been an organizational soldier his whole life with us, and serving in a lot of different roles. He was here when I got here. The organization really sold him as a guy that could help us win. His relationship with Brent Strom is second to none, and yeah. and and that work that he did in the bullpen, especially during the World Series, where he's having to manage some egos down there and some some temperaments down there at the Great at the point. highest volatile time. Um, I thought he did a great job just managing that bullpen down there while I was mixing and matching on the on the field. You got J.D. Davis in the lineup against the Red Sox today, a little higher in the order. Uh, as far as the, the pitcher that he's facing today, you like that matchup? Yeah, I like it. I mean, J.D.'s swung the bat very well in his in his few starts since he's been back. And, and the off days that I've that I've had, Gurriel runs into the third baseman yesterday, in, in, so I was going to give him the day off. Gaddis is not a great matchup for Pomeranz in his history. Um, so gave him that day off, and you start to put the lineup together, and you realize like someone's going to have to hit behind Correa, and nobody better than a guy who's been hot. And JD hits the home run in New York. It's yeah. another ball to the wall at the 399 sign in left center. Um, a nice presence in in the order against this lefty, and hopefully he gets a good pitch to hit. You mentioned the Guriel, uh, the collision at third base with, with the fielder trying to field the ball. How was he? He looked almost woozy to us when we mm-hmm. looked on the monitor. Well, I think he got a shoulder or a head into the chest okay. and knocked the wind out of him. So very similar. You see in football a little more in baseball where you have that collision and the, and you lose your breath and you're not okay. really sure what's going on. And, and um, you know, we, we joked with him that he was in, a, in an official car crash in New York. So it's, um, it, it was tough on him, and he's fine, but I didn't give him a chance to, to even report today before I put the lineup up. Um, and it was a scheduled day off for him anyway, but but he earned it by running into to Andujar. With the manager Alex Cora there, you got to communicate with him a lot during the course of a game. Do you anticipate uh, an aggressive style with Alex? I think so. I think you know we've got to be aware of, of how they play the game. They have a very complete team over there. They've got some speed. They played. They they put the ball in play a ton. They're tough at bats. They're very very aggressive, which is something that I think. Uh, Cora has brought to their their offensive approach. They were mostly a zone control type team over the last couple of years, and now they're ambushing everything in the strike zone. So, I think their aggressive mindset is going to be that way. I think Alex is going to start a few runners. I think he knows this team um, and knows my tendencies well. So it'll be a nice cat and mouse game. 
think J.D. Martinez, uh, who's in the middle of their lineup, 15 home runs in May. Do you circle him and try to try to dance around him a little bit? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if, with with nobody on base, you try to attack him and get the outs. You don't want to create too many run scoring opportunities. But I, I certainly don't see him as a guy that's going to get pitched to. Um, if I have a choice with the game on the line. So I, I, Pedroia is hitting behind him. He's just getting underway. He's also a tough out. Um, J.D. Martinez's long history with the Astros puts a little extra pressure on everybody. He's the hottest hitter, I think, in the, in the American League, if not the entire big leagues, in the month of May. Uh, we're going to flip the calendar tomorrow. This is his last yeah. day to be the dominant May player. Maybe June's a little different for him. All right, and you face Drew Pomerantz today. He's a lefty. You're going to see a lot of him, but what does he bring to the table? Um, you know, we've got to get him down in the zone. He, he okay. throws high fastballs, and he, which is one of the reasons he runs into trouble. If it's just low enough, guys can ambush him and hit some homers. Um, he can create some own messes with himself with his, with his lack of command and control. Um, he's given up some big innings when he settles in, and he can pound you fastballs in and up. He can get you into swing mode and then and then you know get you spinning off the ball a little bit. But he's had his own troubles this season. He's been elite in the past. He's been very good. Uh, I'm not sure which version we're going to get tonight, but regardless of which which version he is, if we get a fastball down in the zone, we got to attack it. Robert Ford joined by Tim Fedorovich had his contract purchased by the Astros. Brian McCann went on the disabled list on on Tuesday, and of course you were in camp with the Astros as a non-roster player, and so that has to help in terms of just familiarity with the staff and, and all the guys that you're going to be catching while you're here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is probably the best thing that could have happened uh, coming up to this team. Uh, I mean, such a great pitching staff. It's just a pleasure to be able to work with these guys and uh, help compete to win. How much does it help, too? I mean, this is your, with your fourth big league team. Uh, you've been through this before, learning new staffs and, and trying to pick things up on the fly. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's not it's not an easy thing, but it helped that I was in spring training and able to catch a lot of these guys and know how they like to how they think and how they like to work. So it's going to help a lot. You were swinging the bat pretty well down at Fresno. I mean, it seems like you say about everybody down there at Fresno. Was there anything in particular you were working on offensively that you feel like helped you this year? Uh, I think just uh, I made a few adjustments in the off season, just being able to uh, attack the ball and uh, kind of be more aggressive on off speed pitches. So uh, I think that uh, that helped a lot, and uh, I'm just going to try to keep getting better each day. How much fun was it? I mean, I know it's AAA; you want to be in the big leagues, but how much fun was it playing with that collection of talent that you got to play with every day in Fresno? Yeah, it was awesome. It's something uh, I really have experience with the youth, uh, the young guys there, uh, just this whole organization, the way they uh, bring guys up. It's a lot of fun to be a part of um, and help these young guys. I mean, it was it was a fun team. Garrett Stubbs was the guy you were in the catching tandem with down there at, at Fresno. How much did you guys work together? And you, you, with more experience than he does, how much did you help him out? Yeah, Stubbs was awesome. Uh, honestly, like he was, he was pretty well formed as a catcher, uh, calling a game. Uh, he knew what he wanted to do. Uh, there wasn't really much I could help him in that standpoint. He was, he was pretty solid back there. So was, that was good to see. And uh, he's a great guy too. So a lot of fun to work with. When it comes to getting to know staff, getting to know a pitcher, how much of that comes through just conversations, just talking with a guy before games, during games? How much of that really you won't know until you're actually in the game catching him? Yeah, a lot of it, uh, a lot of guys' stuff changes once you get into the game. Um, they get a little more life on their fastball. Their breaking balls break a little bit more. Um, so it's really you got to get in the game and you start to really see how their stuff moves before you can make uh, – 
have these conversations with them, but um, once you do, uh, it's just pretty easy transition once you see their stuff and you start seeing how they like to work. Do you have to get an idea of their personality too, kind of play psychologist, know which guys maybe you can give a kick in the room, which guys you, you have to coddle a little more? Absolutely. I mean, there's always those guys you got to pump up and keep telling them they're really good, and there's those guys that are uh, that you kind of need to keep going and make sure they stay focused. So it's always uh, there's a wide range of type of pitchers, and it's it's you, the longer you play, the more you can realize that. Now, you're from North Carolina, from the, the Charlotte area, and we've seen a lot of baseball players come out of that area. Uh, were, were there guys that you, you played with, travel ball and stuff growing up, that, that you've gotten to see in the big leagues as well? Uh, yeah, there's a few. More so guys that I played with at Carolina. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ackley, Seeger, guys like that, and Miller. There's, uh, there's a good handful of us that are still playing, so it's good to see those guys here and there. And a program like North Carolina, I mean, it seems like it's just taken it to another level over the last 15 years or so. That that has to just be such a help in terms of uh, getting acclimated to pro ball with what you were able to experience with the Tar Heels. Yeah, absolutely. And even uh, I go back there and I work out there in the off season, and they've made uh, big strides as far as the analytics go, um, kind of working a lot with like the Astros do front office-wise, and uh, it's been, been cool to watch. Tim Fedorovich, glad you're here, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. The Houston Astros. Radio Network. 3-1. And Springer drills this one pretty deep to left center field. And you can kiss that one goodbye. Robert Ford. Steve Sparks. This is big boy baseball. This is the Houston Astros. Radio Network.